This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Men is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, we're going to have part two with comedian Dwayne Kennedy. What? What are we going to do, Dwayne? More yammering. (laughs) (laughs) Much more yammering. That's what we're known for. Yeah. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an OPI show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Mission with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey that's us. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Our, you know, we are uh, technology uh, challenged, but uh, we're trying to do this from remote locations. Yeah. Um, so there will be, you know, nips and tucks and fits and starts, and we're, you know, we're going to do our very best. But we're professionals. Exactly. And it, and if this is the worst thing that's going to happen to you in the coronavirus uh, pandemic, that, <laughs> that the podcast is a little uh, glitchy, you know what? You've, you've survived it very well. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, you know, hey, can we hurry up? Because I'm spending a lot of time on Facebook changing other people's political views. <laughs> you know, so I, I really got to get back. I got to get back to that. So I actually up. was on your Facebook page yesterday, <laughs> and um, I noticed something that uh, kind of disturbs me. And, yeah, and that is that you have like two thousand more followers than I do. Really? Yeah, or or oh. friends. I'm you know friends. Uh. But, You've got like forty nine hundred or something like that, and I've got only like twenty eight hundred. Yeah, well, um, check again in about two days because I'm going to be down to like nine hundred because I am just, <laughs> I am unfriending people left and right right now, you know. Uh, but uh, well, I'm more popular, you know. I, mean, I, guess, I guess so. Uh, and I never thought of it that way, but I guess that's true. Um, I'm kind of a Facebook whore. So basically, anybody who goes, "Hey, you want to be my friend?" I'm saying, "Sure." It's ah. not a strat. It's not a strategy that is panning out very well right now. During this, <laughs> I say no to a lot of people. Yeah, I, you know, only I, because you know. Here's here's the ones that I always say no to. If you're like a a really hot woman who's doing like the pucker face, yeah, the, you know, yeah. I know you're not real. <laughs> so yeah, I right. say no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I went through my phase where I was putting out for everybody that's not good either yeah there's a lot of yeah i mean i uh the russian bots yeah exactly i I went through my russian bot phase rick uh Uh, i'm over it i sowed my oats you know what i mean uh hey i want to ask you so how many people's opinions have you actually changed (laughs) oh all of them yes everybody so so zero right no because i'll post something that go you know what dave that makes a (laughs) lot of sense You know, all these years I've been looking at it all wrong. Oh, my God. I really, really appreciate your insight in this. They all are saying it. Uh, I was going to ask you, how many times a day are you checking your forehead for a fever? Oh, you know, at least 10 times a day. At yeah, least 10, I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not even a hypochondriac, but I think I've become one if that's possible. I um, Every time I read a coronavirus article or I'm on the news, I start coughing. I start feeling my forehead, yeah. you know, I'm having breathing problems. Now that could be the anxiety, but 
Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think anxiety is something that we're all starting to experience. So maybe I've been a little tough on you all these years. Yeah, exactly. Again, I was playing the long game. Yeah. And and my apologies. Yeah. So whatever. Well, I think we should help America and the world right now. Don't you think? Okay. I don't know. How do we do that? By let's start doing our show. Oh, okay. All right. We got, we have a great guest coming up. We do. In about 20 minutes or so, 15 minutes. (laughs) You pronounce her name. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? I will pronounce the character that she plays, which is Melania Trump. We've okay. got Lauren. Lauren. Johnny right. Aduce. Is that what it J- is? Lo Judice. Lo Judice. Lo Judice. But she does a remarkably wonderful Melania Trump impersonation. She's written a book that we are fortunate and really, really proud and happy to to publish sadly it's kind of on hold as the world is on hold right uh but um she's going to be joining us uh, with us a few minutes in a few minutes so, so do we have any high quality uh, information to share before she comes on well we do um and i think we should really um give kudos to the minutia men health desk Okay. Who is, they're working overtime to bring you the latest up-to-date <laughs> coronavirus news All hashtag right. Hashtag heroes, Rick. All right, okay. let's hear it. All right, so I got a, um, this is um, out of California. Influencer reportedly hospitalized with coronavirus after licking toilet. <laughs> a California Influencer, <laughs> meaning like a YouTube influencer, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. A California social media prankster claims he was hospitalized with a coronavirus just days after posting a video of himself licking a toilet bowl for a nauseating online challenge. The TikTok personality, you know what TikTok is? Yeah, yep, yeah, I do. Okay. The TikTok personality known as Lars reportedly posted footage of himself in a hospital bed on Sunday, according to the Daily Mail. I tested positive for coronavirus, the 21-year-old Beverly Hills tweeted on an account that has since been suspended. Whoa. <laughs> Who knew? Right? What a moron. Uh the the guy the social media handle that the guy was using this Lars guy was using was Gay Sean Mendez, um, and he posted himself on front like he posted a video on Friday of him literally running his tongue across a public toilet, um, oh and it's part and it's part of this and it's part of this TikTok challenge called the Coronavirus Challenge. Okay, uh, all right, yeah. Yeah, come so on, uh, you morons. Yeah, I know. Uh, now I. I created some other social media challenges challenges for teenagers that might want to do this. Okay, let's see. Right it's um, go get a fucking job challenge. <laughs> you know, okay, uh, that's a good one. Know, realize that everything your parents say isn't stupid challenge. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Go read a fucking book challenge. Okay. You know? so, wow, there's so some, I'm, there's I'm, some I'm working here. on the different. I'm, you know, and some of these challenges that are this challenge. I went and did a little bit of research on different challenges over the years. There are some really disturbing challenges that kids are doing on, you know, social media. There's the eat two bananas and drink a liter of Sprite challenge. Did you ever hear about this? No. And don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) No. You know, luckily uh, we don't have many kids listening to us, but, uh, you know, don't try this at home, 50-year-olds. No. It's, well, and I guess you eat two bananas and you drink a liter of Sprite. You violently get ill and you just start throwing up. And there's videos all over, all over the internet. What in the hell? People vomiting. So uh, you, you know, you know, when we were kids, we, we, <laughs> you know, 
we, we maybe a couple of us died with lawn jarts, but that's it, Rick. Right? You know, I'm thinking that maybe we should do uh, figure out how to become influencers for the uh, 50 plus crowd. Yeah. Well, I think we are. Well, I mean, think? but TikTok via TikTok, you know, we could do like a TikTok uh, telling my wife, uh, "You're gonna wear that." Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, dangerous stuff. I mean, where you could get killed, like. Uh, Going up to my wife and saying, hey, I told my mom I think it's time for her to move in with us. Just <laughs> yeah, to see, right. you know, yeah, yeah. the reaction. Or, you know, my mom always made roast like this. <laughs> or going up to a mechanic, for instance, and saying, yeah, I don't know anything about cars. But I think it's making a funny noise or something. Just to see <laughs> right. the little cash register right. in their yeah, eyeballs. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Or bring a very expensive watch to a jeweler. You know, yes. it's like, I, I don't know how to do Or this. try to change someone's mind on Facebook <laughs> politically. But you know what? I'm really making headway, Rick. <laughs> Go up to uh, somebody wearing a MAGA hat and say, Obama was better looking than Trump. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, well, he was a better or, dancer. He was a better painter. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's a. Uh, um, he could yeah, paint he, an he, entire he, flat in one afternoon, two coats. Name the so, movie. The producers. Of course. Yes, right. that's true. All right, what do you got? All right, so I have a uh, another coronavirus story because we are still at the health desk here. This is Morgan Freeman, our greatest narrator in America, narrating his coronavirus poem. Toilet paper, toilet paper, hanging from a roll. Toilet paper, toilet paper, oh, where did you go? Everything's okay. Everything will be all right. But one thing's for certain. I won't be wiping myself tonight. There we go. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. That's 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 a classy way of looking at our little uh, situation that we're in right now. Yeah, the, the, the best part of the coronavirus, in my mind, if there is a best part, is seeing all these celebrities, you know, making like videos in their houses because they don't have anything to do either. I know. And if you look at some of their houses, they're nice, but they're not. I mean, they're okay. You know, I mean, yeah, it's you not, picture them living in some palace or something. Right. And it's just, you know, and then there's, you know, a couple of Coke cans on the floor and stuff. I'm like, well, they're just like us, Rick. You know, they're I was really watching nice. uh, uh, Mark Grody, who's on uh, the score. He's a, like yeah. a radio personality. And he was doing a, a live thing from his uh, his house and his bookshelf was behind him. Yeah. They and all. You know what's on his bookshelf? Your book. Every cub ever. Oh, well, <laughs> like, hey, look at awesome. that! Right. <laughs> I love uh, this guy. And I, yeah, it's funny though that any every reporter that is doing a remote um, piece, they all are in front of their bookshelves. It's true. You know, I bet it's one of those filters, those like zoom, those zoom filters. They don't have that many books. But tell me, tell me, you don't while they're on. You're looking more at the books, aren't you? Oh, right. Uh, trying trying right. to see what the titles are of all the yeah, books. Exactly. Right. Uh, and I've actually even stopped it and like gone right up to the screen. <laughs> Wait, is that uh, is that Danielle Steele behind uh, <laughs> right. Peter Baker from the New York Times? <laughs> <laughs> I really right. thought he had a higher, more, more highbrow sort of bookshelf. Yeah. Well, this is good marketing for us. We got to get more Eckhart's press book. Well, that actually is a good oh idea. Oh my god, that's a great idea. 
send books to all of these oh my god we should do this this send is them this to- is by the way for people listening this is how dave and i come up with our ideas we are usually just riffing and then something like this a genius idea comes yeah. up i'll send a bunch of books and hopefully and i'll write a little note hey you know uh it's kind of uh what's in it for the effort here you know yeah. throw it on the back of your thing um I hey i got one more or i got another story another coronavirus story from our health desk uh, we do. Uh, this is actually from our marketing desk. Okay. Our business desk. All right. Portland Strip Club forced to close, so oh. dancers now do delivery. <laughs> people helping people. When the Lucky Devil Lounge was forced to close because of the COVID-19 pandemic, did club owner Sean Bolden just shrug his shoulders and hang his head, Rick? He did no, not. He did not. He did what any great American entrepreneur does. He reinvented his business model, and he created Boober Eats. Oh, wow. That's good. That (laughs) is good. uh, Since last Saturday, the Lucky Devil Lounge is offering delivery of what I'm sure is their five-star Michelin quality food (laughs) by scantily clad strippers. So while the rest of Portland was hoarding toilet paper and pasta and whatever, Sean the Genius was going to all the stores in Portland and 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 buying pasties. I don't know where you buy a pasty, but evidently he went to every pasty store and he bought all the pasties. From and, seven, and now what? And now our uh, our our medical professionals don't have the pasties that they need. <laughs> they don't have, yeah, that son of a bitch is hoarding the pasties, right? Bastard. Uh, so so if you're in the Portland, uh, Oregon area, I don't. I actually don't know if it's the entire city uh, that you could just call Lucky Devil. And for 30 bucks, which is kind of high for a delivery <laughs> fee, uh, to, to, uh, a stripper will bring your um, fingers, uh, chicken fingers, steak bites, and mini corn dogs. Those Man, are the spe- I don't want to tell this guy how to do his job, but shouldn't there be breasts, thighs, you know? Right. And, and instead I mean, of come mini, on. And instead of mini corn dogs, they should be like much larger yeah, corn foot dogs. Yeah, foot footlongs. You know, I've come up with a couple of slogans for him. Oh, oh, great. Let's yeah. hear um, Butts and butt steak. Not bad. Legs and eggs. Okay. Hips and chips. You know what legs I mean? Legs and eggs. That would, that would, it's like a visual that I just do not like. <laughs> uh, so in Portland, again, a thumbs up, a minutia man, uh, you know, kudos to the Lucky Devil Lounge entrepreneur, Sean Bolden. Okay. Good job, buddy. There you go. All right, uh, it's time for, well, we have a time for another feature here. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out the name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. You know, I just thought, well, the last week was Bobby Sherman, but I can't pull out another one because the jar is at your house oh you left it over here <laughs> yeah i don't bring the fucking jar everywhere i go yeah. no yeah okay all right so, well i'll pull so, one out then at the end right. of this uh it's right by the wurlitzer okay or the, or the yeah uh but bobby sherman let's see bobby sherman oh i see it it's over there by my uh giant uh, 1955 radio that's a grundig yeah. by the way not a word oh, it's a grundig okay. all right um bobby sherman uh was a teen idol, a teen sensation in the 1950s. 
No, not the 50s, the 60s. 60s. Right. 60s. Seven, seven brides. brides for, right. Seven brides for seven brothers. Right? And then he became like a recording star and he had a couple yeah, yeah, of yeah. hits. It was, uh, there, I think there was a song called Seattle. Uh, Julie, 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 Do You Love Me? That's another one of his hits. And then he kind of just disappeared. He was an actor for a while. You'd see him on like, you know, The Rookies or, you know, some of these yeah. shows from the 70s. SWAT. Yeah. And, and then he was gone. And uh, so one day, uh, Landecker uh, said to me, you know, I'd like to get Bobby Sherman on the show. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, is he even alive? You know, and it, it took me some time to track him down. Well, it turns out he is a paramedic. Oh. He's working as, uh, what we call him, EMT, uh, and, and which means that uh, he's probably super busy these days. Right. Yeah, he probably won't do the Minutia Men show, but right, uh, exactly. we should get him let, when this blows over. We should get him. Um, uh, but anyway, so I, I, I tracked him down, and uh, we, we talked to him, and uh, you know that, that was pretty much the story. But the, the story is Bobby Sherman is uh, part of our medical uh our medical establishment oh. these days. Well, hashtag heroes. Yeah, I mean, Just, unless he's retired now, he's probably in his seventies. We should know. Say. We should. Re- well, we should really try to get him. And if he's retired, he's got nothing to do. Well, I think I still have his phone number, so uh, we'll um, let's, get, let's get Bobby Sherman on. Okay, I'm going to have to put the microphone down now, so you entertain the fans while I go over and uh, pull out another name. Okay. 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 For the fans, I am juggling. I am juggling 11 X's right now. It's unbelievable. They're on fire. Oh, there's a chicken. I'm juggling a chicken, too. Are you back? Not yet. Hang on. It says right there. Go get it. Where, where the hell did you put it? It's right by the... It's It's a big jar. It's right... Oh, oh it's okay. right... Okay. It's in that little... It's in that little space right next All right. to it. All right. Hang on. Okay. Uh... Pete Rose. Oh. Pete Rose. Who is I think, uh, <laughs> I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> do you? I well, do. Save save it for next week because we'll okay. have uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, beautiful. Um but, uh, but in the meantime, we need to take a break. because uh, we've got to bring in a uh, not only a guest, but kind of in in effect two guests, really. Yes. Yes. And, and we've got the paid. author, Lauren, and we've got the character she portrays, Melania. And she'll get paid twice of zero. (laughs) That's right. Two times as much. But we'll be right back after this important message. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's those weird ideas that actually were made into cars, plus more car models you won't see in 2020. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we talk about how the coronavirus is actually affecting European football. When Italy's locked down, and then maybe when other teams are playing behind closed doors, that's a big problem. No France, no Spain. You know the coronavirus is a problem. Uh, you find out more about that and all the other football news happening uh, in Europe on Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And we're back. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave. Our guest today is Lauren Lodjudice. 
La Judice. I knew I got it wrong. La Judice. Okay. That's why on social media, I'm Lauren Logi, L-O-G-I, because there's no chance anyone would ever be able to find me by my last name. Well, there you go. So that's that's how you find her. She's a comedian. She's a performer. A character chameleon, she calls herself, which I think is a cool way of saying it. But she's known mainly for her incredible Melania Trump impersonation. And right about now, she was supposed to be enjoying her heyday as a published author. Unfortunately, the world has kind of stepped in to stop that. Her publisher is a little outfit out of Chicago called Eckhart's Press. I don't know if you've heard of them, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, they have been deemed a non-essential business, and the printers which have... Which is bullshit, which is total bullshit. <laughs> so for now, the book, Inside Melania, what I learned about Melania Trump by impersonating her is only available for pre-order, uh, but it is out there. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this has kind of been a little di- disappointing for you, hasn't it, Lauren? Well, you know, I'm just trying to take everything. Uh, my philosophy is always the obstacle is the way. So always trying to figure out, okay, so it's not going to come out now, but how can I get people engaged in what I'm talking about? So I think of like my book launch as a book party. So I'm going to give out more bonuses. Um mm-hmm. Um, I have a bookmark that says um, it's Melania's on it and it says don't believe a word that she says Um, (laughs) (laughs) and a sticker that says they're gaslighting you Um, (laughs) so I'm going to be giving those away as like pre-order bonuses and I think I'm going to start filming my audio I'm going to be recording my audio book and I'm going to give people who pre-order I think access to that Um, I'm going to actually film it, like film myself doing it. So if they want to just, you know, that people are at home and just need like someone in another room. (laughs) Well, you know, if I I recommend people follow you on Twitter because uh, uh, you have a a whole channel there where you're doing Melania bits every day, pretty much. Uh, What is the what is the Twitter handle for that? Uh, Lauren Logi, L-O-G-I. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I know I'm following it. I just didn't know off the top of my head what it was. Yeah, yeah. Across the board, um, it's Lauren Logie. Because it's like simplicity. You know, you uh, you're in New York right now. How's it going there? It sounds awful. Um, yeah. It's it's intense everywhere, yeah. but we're just all just coping as best as we can. And I think one of the ways that I'm coping is by staying busy. And that's because we have a touring show that goes with the book, and that has been canceled. We had four shows in March. We're supposed to step off a tour in May, May 2nd. We don't know. That's looking more like more like less likely every day. So we're just, okay, so let's move the show online. And the characters from the show, it's called the Melania show, the Melania Trump road show, get out the boat and get me out of the white house of garbage. Um, (laughs) We continue the show. So Melania, like we keep it in the reality of now, Melania was supposed to go out on tour and then she can't. So now she's quarantined in her glam room yeah. and like having videos in her, her, um, I, I make them with Jesse Snedden and he plays my secret service agent, Johnson Smith. And he comes in, um, you know, he has a bit and then we are, my press agent, Ula Uberbusen comes in and we have a body <laughs> double <laughs> play, playing by Athena Michelady. So the longer this quarantine goes, the more interesting the storylines are going to get. I love it. It's, it's been fun. And where can where can Thank people um, follow you? You know, you already mentioned on Twitter. Do you have a website? Just yeah, plug yeah, away. So, plug yes, away. sure. So you, if you go to the dot com, you'll see all the videos laid out. 
Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, Lauren Logi, and we have the show's um, Instagram handle as at Flotus Official. So that's where you can see um, our journey as well, or Melania's journey through quarantine. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you the reason that I was intrigued uh, by your book when you sent it to us uh, enough to want to publish it was it, it's not just because of the wacky Melania jokes that there's, you know, it's not just a rip job of her. You're, you really tried to get into her skin. There's like sections of the book where you talk about your research and your study of her and how you transform into her when you're about to go on stage. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I um, I like creating characters. It's what I do. Even when I do stand-up, I'm constantly doing act-outs. And I like picking misunderstood people. And Melania um, is misunderstood. And so... <laughs> Uh, in some ways, I mean, she's, I don't, I know I'm not trying to make her a hero and I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad about her. And so that's been a really interesting party line to, to, to travel. Like Jesse and I, when we're writing stuff for the show, we're always like, well, nope, that makes her seem like she has someone else's best intentions at heart. No, no, she only has her own. Um, and so to, <laughs> which means clear. she's got the perfect spouse. <laughs> yes. She's a great Trump. Oh my God. Yeah. She's a, she's a perfect Trump. And so how I got into it is, first of all, just research. And that's just learning as much as I can about what's been written about her and finding some books that nobody... I read this book um, by a journalist in Slovenia, Bojan Pozar, who actually wrote a testimonial for the book because he felt like my character reflects what the truth that he was putting out about her. Um, And then, then I go get physical. Like I'm a fairly physical performer and I use a technique called lucid body technique, which is good. And so it's about like, um, feeling about where the different parts of the body and, and how Melania expresses that. So and, example, and you, you describe yeah. it as like a constant Pilates or something like that, doesn't she? Yeah, so she, oh my God. So yeah, so my uh, a great movement expert from New York, Barbara Mahler, she and I work together and we watch videos of her and she's like, oh my God, she does, she does Pilates so much. She goes, this is why I don't support Pilates every day. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Because, because she like doesn't move her parts of her back ever because she's constantly doing Pilates. So she has this like robot like movement. Um, and she's like never in her feet, for example. She kind of like glides and the thing that I feel that uh, I bring to the Melania Trump impersonation world and everyone has their own take, which is equally valid, but my Melania is arrogant. Oh, that seems, that seems a little out of line. I mean, she seems seems like such a sweet lady. (laughs) So she thinks she's better than everyone, much like the rest of them do. And they try to manipulate her image because she doesn't say much. She has that. It's because she's apathetic and doesn't think we're worth it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, because she doesn't say much, you can kind of project whatever you want onto her. Yes, which is which is super fun, which is like her background. And, you know, what you know, when I'm doing stand up as her, I just go into all these different lands and how she feels about Ivana and Ivanka. And, you know, but she's because she's just sitting there watching this circus go on around yeah, her. Yeah. Uh, can we talk to her? Is she around? Oh, I'll, I'll contact her. Oh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll contact her. She's quarantined in her glam room, but I'll, 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 discuss, <laughs> I'll, I'll get her in. I'll get her on the line. Okay. okay. 
Hello, everyone. Hello, Chicago. How are you doing all the way up there? Is it cold? There she is. That's yeah. hello, Mrs. First Lady. Is that what we call you, Mrs. First Lady? Uh, you could just call me Melania for now. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, well, Melania. Because I don't have patience, and if we have to go through all the names, I might hang up. So let's go. Okay. Well, all right. Let's let's do well, this. Well, take then. it easy. It's not I, like you're going anywhere. You got nothing to do. I have to stare at the window. I'm already behind today. Okay. Right. <laughs> now I know it's a little rude to start off with a tough question like this, but we had Anthony Scaramucci on the show with us a few months ago. And he has a theory for why your husband is so grumpy. He thinks it's because he hasn't been laid in three years. Your thoughts? <laughs> I wish he here today. I will take him to his face, okay? To the to the screen. I say, Mrs. Karamochi, you did not read the fine print of my prenup, okay? <laughs> I have a monthly contracted sexy time. Yes. <laughs> It's when I understand the American people because I, too, am screaming into my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It don't take that long. <laughs> um, how's Kellyanne Conway doing? Is she uh, keeping in touch? How's she doing? Oh, yes. The Surgeon General just categorized her as a level four biohazard. <laughs> So now we keep her in a bunker 70 feet under the White House. But her energy still pervades the whole White House and kills all the plants. So. And maybe the virus, too, right? <laughs> we should. Oh, that's another drama with the Mike Pence, but we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, well, before we get into Mike Pence, you know, I know that uh, you're very close with Mitch McConnell. How is how's Mitch doing? Oh, the Mitch. He become more like a turtle every day. Yes. He was yes, he was slow to deal with corona and then he flips on his back on the White House <laughs> lawn. But because of social distancing, no one can bring him back. <laughs> you know what keep him there, would you? Just yes. keep him there. We'll just yeah. let him flip over. Yes. Uh, speaking of Mike Pence, uh, you know, he's trying to help. How's that guy? I mean Oh a drama of all dramas behind the scenes, you have no idea. So, first of all, he gave all his money to Joel Olstein, hoping that to make the virus die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. For but another plane. Pray it away. Pray it away. He, 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 would, he promised he would do it. Then he converted to Catholic and, oh. um, yes, and made a shrine to the patron seat of, saint of contagious diseases. <laughs> and Which then saint when is Rand, that? Uh, yeah. Saint <laughs> Michael. Flagen Flugenhugen. Yeah. Someone. I don't know. <laughs> And then when Rand Paul got the corona, he wanted to appease the patron saint. So he doused the rainbow flag in Purell and burned it. <laughs> uh, then, then the Mike Pence, he converted to Santoria. Yes, in desperation to try to find cure. So he converted to Santoria. He killed a live chicken. And now the whole White House has bird flu. <laughs> we are in double quarantine. It was very tough. All right. <laughs> see now the thing the thing about your Melania impersonation and people have to have to see it too because you actually look like her. Uh, actually, Melania, can I? We talk to Lauren again. Is uh, is Lauren around? Oh, so now no one wants to talk to me. Yeah, this no, is just no, like we, it always yeah, is. Yeah, yes, go always stare at the window, conspiracy? please. No, I first I would like to say a little bit. I'm very angry at her. She gets the look in my eyes, and I say, "How do you get look? Is it witchcraft? Who are you seeing? I do not like it all." She puts all sorts of things in my mouth that I'm thinking and don't want anyone to know. And I say, no, 
All right. Um, so I, um, so this is Lauren again. I, I clicked off on her. So, um, yeah, it is, I swear by the physical thinking about the physical and, and putting that through and it's, um, I don't actually look like her. It's fun to take off my wig when I do her because it's like, I have this like short hair that's going everywhere and, and I like don't I move like her. I'm more like I'm bouncy and wacky and zany. And so, um, yeah, it's just about the stiffness and then the arrogance coming through the. But ass. somehow you 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 transform into her face too. I mean, it you, you're right. You don't look like her, but you uh, somehow there's like an expression that comes over your face that you do look like her somehow. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? What I mean is there like a are you staring? You've got like I mean, flexible cheek cheekbones. You know, you, you, you. <laughs> uh, well, it's caught a little bit of contouring. It definitely takes me like forty five minutes to put on her makeup. Ah, okay. Um, okay. it's hard to look that done up. Um, that plastic. Um, it's hard to replicate a facelift, is what I mean. Um, gotcha. So that's the difficult thing. But uh, you know, Wait a it's minute. just are you implying? What? Are you Can't implying? Work? I didn't say anything. I'm saying it looks like okay. that. You know, when I do a makeup tutorial, people were like, some people were mad. Like you're saying, I'm like, listen, I'm and I am actually just trying to replicate her face, and I'm just saying what this face might have been through, and it's been through a lot. So. <laughs> just like the country. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's yes, right. yes, totally. So, uh, so go, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, so tell us a little bit about the book we talked about. And by the way, you can order it at EckhartsPress.com. That's E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z Press.com. Uh, um, but tell us a little bit about the book. What What is a reader going to find, you know, in the book? Yeah, it's different than other humor books is that I tell you uh, different parts about Melania. What I found by actually being in her psychology, because the thing is when you're an actor, you get to know what people are thinking a little bit. And it's scary. and freaky and weird and i can't explain it but you get <laughs> that's why actors used to be buried outside the cemetery fence because <laughs> they're like <laughs> we can't trust you but it's, it's so I, I and this is my opinion of what i feel melania is obviously like i'm not actually in her head so i give you those insights things that i've actually learned by impersonating her and then um i go into wacky land and uh, i've rewritten a bunch of fairy tales to to give my spin on that with Melania in the starring role um, and all sorts of humor essays um, Rich Scheidner said that I used every device in the English language yeah I think that's right to and come I, at Melania well yeah there's like public service announcements there's one liners there's you know like as you mentioned the fairy tales uh, lots of great stuff in the book I, I highly recommend it but of course, I mean, I, I, you know, I am also the publisher of the book, but, 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 you know, the reason we published it is because it's so good and that's, that's the truth. Well, thank you. And it's definitely, you know, it makes a difference to have people who are like this support it. It makes all the difference in the world to someone who's like, this is, you can do this. And, and at one point you were like, I need more. And that was the best advice ever because I had to dig deeper. And that's when some of the best essays came yeah. out. Well, you're, you're scheduled to come to Chicago in in June. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. everything's up in the air with, uh, you know, what's going on. 
So yeah. we hope that still happens. And if it does, we'll be we'll be talking about it on this show and we'll be talking about it through our social media stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, Absolutely. we wish you the best. I know you're you're oh, right now. You. You're actually literally inside of a closet. Uh, so that the sound quality is as good as possible. Uh, Please try to get out of the closet and and explore a little bit inside the rest of your house. Yeah, but don't don't go out of your house. Stay in your house. Don't go out of your house. (laughs) But thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can tell she's a very nice person. Well, and I was able to – were you able to watch her because she was on FaceTime Live? Yeah. Yeah. And did you watch her face contort and she got into the Oh yeah. the, the entire character. It's just wonderful. Just an absolutely just a yeah. great character. You know, she uh, she signs off her emails with uh something that I've never heard anyone else do. Is it Warm Gusto? Warm, or what is uh, Yeah, Warm Gusto or Warm Gusto. Yes. Uh, warm Gusto, Laura. Okay, okay, that's interesting. You know, I met her like uh 10 years ago. And she was doing publicity for uh, another uh, author, and uh, and I remembered that sign off, that warm oh. gusto sign off. And then and then when she sent the, this book, it clicked in my head immediately because no one else in the world signs off like that. So there you go. All right. Well, special thanks to uh, our executive producer Tony Lasana with OpiShows dot com. Opi is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows dot com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Ryan Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Misfits.com. <laughs>